We are back. Episode 63. 63. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna do it. I'm not even gonna do it. You're here with me. You're here with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why don't we both stop? <laughs> we in the place to be. Yeah, that's a good one. We have a new voice with us today. This is Avia in the law, and this is Goodnight Harlem, for those of you who don't know. Um, and we have a guest. Yep. Our special <laughs> guest. Must be from New York. <laughs> whoa, whoa, this guy who really eccentric. Who was your first Our spe- <laughs> Whoa, whoa. I mean, Tone it is, is Goodnight Harlem. <laughs> We're, we're, you're, the, you're the minority here, okay? Oh, Transplants will run it. Good call. Good call. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> our special guest happens to work in news media, and I will let him introduce himself. What is good, party people? I'm Everick White, uh, aka Ev was like, aka Young Cocoa Butter. Um, you might have seen me on wow. these internet streets. Oh. Um, is that your dating profile? Maybe. Um, <laughs> Um, I am a social media editor and news producer for Bloomberg News, Quick Take by Bloomberg, to be exact. Um, follow, follow Quick Take. It's on everything. I'm pretty sure you guys have a presence on everything, right? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, t- YouTube, Twitter. We're getting a Snapchat. We have a Reddit page. Um, <laughs> There's no way y'all got TikTok. We can't do There's TikTok. There's no way y'all got a TikTok. We can't do TikTok. Not yet, but for reasons I can't get I into can't. right now. We have a right. newsletter, you know, we, we do a news quiz every every week. So before, before we get into uh, the show, Everett, please do your uh, quick once over, just letting people know your big caveat, because we don't want to start this without you laying the, the law. As a person who works in news media and is directly reported, directly in, you know, invested in reporting the news, um, mostly breaking news, um, my my bias can't come out. And we have to kind of toe a line that doesn't make the powers that be uncomfortable or make my wallet any less fat. <laughs> so, TBH. So, so these, these opinions that you are speaking mm-hmm. do not represent my employer, anybody working with my employer, my employer's philanthropies. Your check. My, none of that. This is the, the the views and the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of Everett White Jr. That's exactly what we want. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with that being said, uh, let's start our show. For those of you guys new to our show, we have a segment called Hyper Good Nights where we talk about trending topics. We hype things we like, we good night things that we don't like. And sometimes there are things that are in the middle where we hype night. Um, outside of that, we'll get into a little bit about the pandemic because there's just going to be a continued sense of conversation around that anyway. Can't wait to get uh, Everett's take. Can't yeah. wait to get Obvious take. All right, so I'm ready. Let, let's start with Hyper Good Night. So one thing that I think all of us at this table can agree with is that the way that black people are treated in this country has changed exponentially from the 60s till now. However, there are still huge gaffes that happen all the time in regards to the way that we're treated by the authorities and the people in power. And so an instance of this has manifested itself in the case of Ahmaud Aubrey. And I wanna have a real conversation with both of you around this in true hyper good night fashion. So for those of you who don't know the context of this, back in February, 
and all this stuff is alleged. So all I'm saying are alleged things. So ever you don't have to even. All this is alleged. Just put an alleged parenthesis around everything I say. Sure. <laughs> Ahmad was running through a neighborhood that wasn't necessarily his, but he's run in this neighborhood before let's in the say, past. Let's say jogging. Yeah, you're right. Let me. Okay, yes. He's running kind of insinuates yes. he was running away from or getting away from something, but he was actually jogging for fitness. Every news report I've, said, I've seen says jogging. He was going for a jog. Yes, he was going for a jog and a jog in a neighborhood that wasn't his. And while doing so, supposedly someone sees him approach a house in which is still under construction. They say that. And this is based on a call to the cops. He had been previously in the neighborhood, potentially stealing things out of the house and other houses in the neighborhood. And they had seen him on, I don't know whether it's a video or they just saw his face before, but they were like, he's a habitual line stepper in some sorts. And so with all that said, someone took it upon themselves to stop him. A young man decides that he's going to track him down along with his father and what happens next is one of the things that I can't... If you guys haven't seen the video that finally dropped of this, I, I don't know how else to describe it other than you watch someone get out of a vehicle with a rifle in hand while another person is already pointing and trying to shoot the person dead on. And then the two people that are getting into the scuffle, the black male is getting into the scuffle with the white male who has the gun in hand. That kind of gets taken away and then boom, he gets shot by the other older male. All I could do as of watching that is cry. That's me. That's my first takeaway from this. But after everything has come out and what authorities have said in that area is that they were under their legal right to do that based on Georgia law. Now, I want to dissect that a lot. And so I start this conversation by hyper good night to even that statement alone and we can go from there you want to start newsman <laughs> um yeah sure i am going to good night this for obvious reasons obviously um the so i wrote down a couple of notes and the the thing that stuck out to me is this quote your your rights end where my livelihood begins if Oof. if at the point at which i am doing something that enhances my livelihood it comes in contact with your your rights quote unquote your 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 rights under the the legal system, then there's something wrong with the legal system. So good night to all of it. Good night to to the the Georgia legislature for for allowing this to the to the police department, um, allowing the 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 the, the recusal of the the DA. Um, good good night to to even the video itself. I I tweeted something earlier today that I'd really hate coming across videos of black people getting killed. Either by either murdered, either by vigilantes, policemen. I hate it because it's it's something that just keeps replaying itself. It, it's it's this trauma that you can't escape. So right. good night to that as well. I'm I'm sick of it. So so sick. One of the things that you said, and I want to go next. Of course, I'm good nighting it as well, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not just good nighting it because of their commentary. I'm good nighting it for the idea that they've had to take this to a grand jury. They couldn't take it around any of the local cities, so they've moved it from one city to the next because the guy who shot him, the older gentleman, was actually an investigator at one point. So he has ties to a bunch of these cities, and I was like, what is this? This feels like there is no way he's going to be charged of anything based on his connections. 
And even though it's being taken to a grand jury, if already you guys have come out and said that this is within law, I don't know how you, as the family of <laughs> Ahmad, I don't know how you feel good about any of this. And I don't know that there is any solution. I do want him to have a fair, tri- I don't even know how to call it a trial when you're dead. I don't even, that's, what is, unfair. there's yeah. no fair, I'm sorry, like, my words are botched in that. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. My gut feeling is that, like, if the, the roles were reversed, if these were two black men in that truck stalking and shooting a white man, that it would be just called premeditated murder. Right. And that, it, and that in and of itself, to me, just lays bare the disparity in the justice system. It's, it's as simple as that. And yeah, I was I was going to say, well, clearly, good night. Like, that's not even a question. But I, I was going to say, based off of whatever the law is in Georgia where this is okay, I'm thinking, okay, so if a white guy is running down the block, down Peachtree Street, somewhere in Atlanta, <laughs> and, you know, Atlanta is majority black, and he gets gunned down in the middle of the street, is that okay as well? Like, I'm not advocating for that to happen, but you can't say that something's the law when it only applies on one end. Mm-hmm. So, has been. so because, because, it's, because it's a black man, they're always gonna pull, well, based off of this law, this can happen. They're always gonna pull that out the book. Um, I read a report that was talking about the, the lynching and basically, there was a 911 call that the guys made. And of course, with the 911 call, the guys are basically saying, well, we've, we've had a string of robberies in this neighborhood. We thought that he was, he was a suspect. That's always the excuse. Mm-hmm. Whenever these things happen, there's always the same excuse of there's been robberies in the neighborhood. He was resisting arrest. Um, he was the aggressor. I felt unsafe. It's always the same five things, right? So um, uh, Ahmad's family's lawyer basically said that within the call, the the 911 call taker was asking the men, what was was he doing for them to shoot him? And they literally said that they didn't have an answer for that. And they said, he's a black man running down our road. (laughs) That's all they said. They didn't have an answer. So at that point, that has to be taken into consideration when this comes into the grand jury. You're gonna first say that you shot him because, because you thought that he was probably stealing things from the neighborhood. Right. And then when you call 911 and they ask you why you shot him, all of a sudden your story changes and you say he's a black man in my road as if they own where he is and he is trespassing. My issue is, is just they didn't just say he looks like a suspect. They said they've seen him before. That's what they said. That's what, but you that, know what that, that bothered me. All black people look alike. That and maybe they had it out for him to to begin with. If he if think about it, it's 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 quarantine. A lot of people are running more often now <laughs> that have never ran before because there's just really nothing to do. You can't go to mm-hmm. a gym. Some people don't like working out at home. So say he just started jogging in the last couple months and he started exploring new neighborhoods and he has been around, around that neighborhood before. I would not be surprised if they have actually seen him before and thought one day we're going to get him. What is he doing here? So Where did he come from? So hold on. I want to get your opinion on this. And I'm, I'm 
really directing this towards you because I feel like you went to HBCU and not that that's no shot at you on this. Well, it can't be a shot at you because you didn't go to HBCU. No, but I know, but but that <laughs> I, no, but okay. shout out to all my my HBCUs. Like shout I, out to the PWIs. Yeah, y'all made it out. Skates. I shouldn't even said it. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Wow. <laughs> Anyway, we gotta celebrate the small victories. Hey. Seriously. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Stop making me laugh. I'm sorry. Okay, this is what. Oh man. Um. No. Jo- I'm not joking. Sorry. This is not jokes. So no, but the the question I wanted to ask you, Avia, based on the idea that you you went to a historic black college, and I feel like you've you've been envir- in environments where there's nothing but black people, etc. And so when white people do show up in that environment, and you guys have become accustomed to just being just around one another within like that that bubble, do you look at them suspiciously at all? Like when you're in that environment, ever? When you're saying when when a you Caucasian were, person steps yeah, on campus, yeah, yes. I can honestly say that due to the time of when I went to Howard, I didn't come across that a lot. Mm. So if you're thinking of Howard now or Howard in the last three years, that area has gentrified so much, which goes back to the episode that we recorded when we were talking about um, the gentrifiers using the, the yard as a dog park now, you know, and like going to the calf and like doing all these things that I never had to experience. So I can honestly say that I never really came across like a slew of Caucasian people or non-black people on campus to make me be like, well, why are you guys here? I will say that when they did college tours and I saw kids of different nationalities as a part of these tours, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But I also knew that Howard gave minority scholarships. So it's not so weird to see a sprinkling here and there of people of different nationalities. But, but not- the, the idea, though, is you guys never, you never were, like, suspicious of them. You never were like, uh, did anybody ever be like, oh, that, that, that's the cops. But that's the Jake. Like, if they we, see some... We never had those issues. Howard was super black Perfect. when I went there. No, but this, yeah. is, this is the example that I'm making. In mm-hmm. so, so in their situation, they see somebody, and immediately there is a level of suspicion. And then the reason why that fits within the letter of the law is because the son gets out of the car, the white guy's son, the older white guy's son gets out of the car with a gun in hand and is basically like, don't move, don't blah, 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 blah. And him and the black guy get into a real scuffle because you pull the gun on me. And at that point, I threaten you because don't pull a gun on me. Mm -hmm. Like, get your ass whooped, you pull a gun on me. So he's punching him, and as he should, and then in... His defense, he's trying to take the gun out because he ta- he makes a shot. Then the dad comes and shoots him. The only reason the Georgia law even states that it's okay that it's okay of what they did is because he gets into a scuffle with him. The idea that he fights him and that guy's life is feeling threatened, he's able to get away with that almost stand your ground rule style. And immediately I'm just like, man, if you are a black person in that same scenario and you see white people you can never jump to oh i feel threatened i should get them out of my neighborhood but but you know <laughs> well, what doesn't make so, sense oh so i was gonna i have a couple of like funny kind of points about that first off i as a person who went to high school in a completely primarily primarily white institution me and my graduating class of 88 people 
six black people. Anyway, the the question of what are you doing here? The question of wait, do you belong here? Where's your ID card? Do you go to this this school? Like, what do you are you supposed to be here? Those questions are almost always rooted in some sort of fear of property damage, um, bodily harm harm to your loved ones but it's always under the guise of criminality it's never on some like right it's never just like some some general care i'm trying to help you out you look yeah. lost yes it's always <laughs> under the guise of hmm he's not supposed to be there he must be doing something shady let's let's stick the law on him um the supposed to be part is what's telling though exactly exactly and the the the, the fact that that this altercation immediately went to a firearm is the other thing that I want to bring up. It, it speaks to the culture of America that that you can't even you can't de-escalate a situation despite having both the guns, despite be, being in your own neighborhood and having somewhat of like a home field advantage. Like for for what it's worth, you can't even speak to this man without it escalating into a fight. The fact that that's that's what happened to me shows. I mean, they should be charged. You you escalated this. This is, to me, very close to the Trayvon Martin incident where somebody gave chase to somebody, stalked them, attacked them, and then when they were getting their ass beat, decided to pull a gun. This is, I said the same thing, which is the only reason. Although this isn't in Florida, it's the only reason I think. One state over. Enough. One state <laughs> over. But y'all, no. Close enough. It, Georgia they don't, is right above Florida, and this happened in southern Georgia, right? All I'm telling you is, if this is Florida, they're 100% getting off. Because that is stand your ground, right? In this instance, I don't think that there is a law that protects them in the same way. Because I don't know that they have stand your ground in Georgia. And I could be wrong. But if they don't, then I think that this needs to be looked at. But they weren't even on their own property. They weren't even... They were in the middle of a public street. So it's like... That's that's one thing. It's like it's not like someone was trespassing, and you you can shoot them because they are invading your actual property. Like they are in the middle of a street, so that's one thing. And then the fact that people can say, "Oh, well, he was fighting them. He was unarmed," like you said. So at what point are we arguing about someone getting killed, being unarmed, whether there was a scuffle or not? What are you gonna do when you see a gun? You gonna let someone shoot you? Maybe, but is that okay? Like, that that's what's getting me. It's like, and, right. and I read another report that actually said that he was running through through the street. Uh, the, the, the dad saw him running through the street, told the son, hey, let's go. They got into the car. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were actually driving right behind him and tried to cut him off. When while he was running, mm-hmm. and then he tried to run in the other direction. Like he tried to run around the truck. Right. Well, well, well they, that's they, what... they first said he tried to run in the other direction, and then when they followed him again, they they parked the car and he he ran around them, and that's when the scuffle happened. So there was already some action leading to this. It wasn't just like, hey, we see him and we shoot him. There was there was always already something leading up to this, and so. I mean, like you said, it's all alleged. We we don't have that. But even the fact that we have this video is perplexing to me. Who is this person in this car that knows to record? That says that says a lot too. We would not have this video if that person did not record it. It would be something we heard about and then keep it moving. So No video, no nothing. Yep. Right. If it's not on video, it didn't happen. And if it is on video, it still didn't happen, obviously. 
this is I hate saying this, but before we leave this topic, I genuinely want to leave it on this note. This is to me going to be the true representation of what matters more, black lives or blue lives. Like honestly, because he used to be an investigator. Like this is like truthfully what this boils down to to me. And we'll see. Yeah. This is this is this is a prime opportunity for the blue wall to to stand its ground. No pun intended. That was a good pun too. All right. So sorry for beginning the show on such a uh, sour note, but I think that needed to be discussed. Moving into something a little lighter. A little. A little. A smidge. <laughs> it's like a complete one hundred and eighty. A smidge. Yeah, she's a, she is a little lighter. <laughs> a smidge. No. So uh, there is a rainbow-haired human being that is finally let out and. He says that he is going to be on IG Live for the first time this coming Friday. And if you guys don't know who this rainbow-haired human being is, it's Takashi69. Uh, Mr. Uh, Blicky got the stiffy, uh. uh Mr. Steal Your Skittles. Mr. <laughs> Snitching Rat. Tat, tat, tat. Um, Snitches get stitches. Right. <laughs> so... Oof. My question to you guys is hyper good night to him on IG Live coming this Friday. Do you guys think there's gonna be like a big reception of this? Like what's happening? I am so hyped for this. Like I am I'm so excited. I can't wait. I have not watched one of these Instagram live live battles. I don't care. Really? I but what? I'm tuning in Friday evening to watch a young Daniel Hernandez make his return to the fold of the interwebs. I love it. I'm so excited. I, so I, I'm gonna break this. You, I'm, you I'm gonna break this down in, in a more logical term. Government now. Because first <laughs> when you said Daniel, I was thinking Aaron, and then I was like, wait, are you trying to call him gay? And I was like, oh wait, no, his name is actually Daniel. <laughs> so, so wait, what are you? What is your rationale? So, I, from I, as as a as as what we call a real hip hop fan. Okay. Um, this this is so fascinating to me. Takashi Six Nine, and I wrote this shit down, so you know it's popping. Takashi Six Nine is going to be the first post gangster gangster rapper in the social media era. These are facts. And uh, are I facts. am so these excited to see what he, his next move is, because think about it this way: all of the gangster rappers we we know of up to this point, Rick Ross, Fifty Cent. There has been some degree of embellishment to it, whether it's a high degree or low degree, Lord knows what, because there was no internet back then. There's no rap genius, no like news reports weren't as popping. We have seen the entire chronicle of Takashi Six Nine from from the moment his his rainbow teeth smiled to him him now reappearing on the internet. So the fact that all of his raps, all of the the shit that he was involved in, happened to be some gangster shit. But that it was completely embellished and that we have a full record of it just means that whatever he's going to say has to be something incredible or else he's just going to fall off. Incredible. <laughs> you got some high hopes for this. I, and now, I now, don't, now don't get me wrong. I love you, Everett. <laughs> Do not get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I don't have high hopes for it. I don't, like, if, if it lasts more than 15 minutes, I'll be surprised. But, <laughs> but I'm just excited or, or interested to see what his career looks like. Is he going to become an internet personality? Probably, because that's probably all, all he wanted. It just sucks he had to go to jail to, and, and potentially, like, get his life taken for that to be the case. I've got, what you got on this? What do you have? Uh, 
So I'm gonna confuse y'all right quick. I'm gonna get knighted, but I'm still gonna watch it. What the? <laughs> wait, what? Okay, I thought you came in. I'm probably still gonna watch it. I love, Did you just hype night this indirectly? No, I didn't hype night it at all. I good nighted it fully. <laughs> I good nighted the whole notion of it, but I'm, but I'm, I'm gonna watch it. So maybe I'm good nighting myself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. What? But I'm saying I'm gonna watch it because your girl loves a good train wreck. Like I just told you, I used to watch Bad Girls Club ten years ago. So this is like the 2020 version of a singular version of Bad Boys Club. Like this is like I don't think Takashi. Personally, has learned his lesson. Absolutely not. I don't think that he has gained uh, a, a PR way of talking <laughs> where he doesn't get himself in trouble. Um, you know, politically correct way of, of, of expressing himself where he doesn't like put himself in, in, in the fire. And because of that, this may be, like you said, incredible, incredible train wreck, an incredible train wreck experience. He may say something. That puts him back in the hot seat. He may. He may. He does not seem. It's the Trey way. Let's not confuse. (laughs) Let's not confuse young young Daniel for a Rhodes Scholar. Um, I I don't see him saying anything of import. More, I see him saying a lot of like either fallacious or just like bombastic shit. I can't wait. You use a lot of big words that he doesn't even understand. Exactly. That's I'm getting them all out now. So I, so, so, so I don't, because I know I'm not going to hear him on Friday night. But you know what? <laughs> yes, I'm going to tell will. you this, though. Sticky with the blicky. You didn't know that before him. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, though. I'm probably going to turn it off after five minutes. Because yeah. I really can't listen to him talk for too long. I feel like I'm losing brain cells. What about you, Law? Extremely hype. Yep. I am extremely hyped for this. I am hyped for this for several reasons. One, he is one of the few people that has called every single shot that he's made so far, right? He really has. Think about it. He's one of the first people that ever came on Breakfast Club. He's like, this interview is going to be the biggest interview you guys have. And it happened. 10 million to 15 million views later, it was their most watched episode. Like on YouTube and one of their biggest pod downloads. And they all had to admit, like, we didn't expect this. He's also the same person that said, you know what? I'm going to dominate the charts when I have an opportunity to. He released multiple singles that did exactly what he said they were going to do. Shocking. He said he could sell out concerts. Every single concert venue that he was in, albeit small, because bigger venues wouldn't let him in, he sold the motherfuckers out. Every single time he has come out and done something, he's done it to the extreme and it's worked in his favor. Even going to fucking prison. In a craven way? It's brilliant. No, no. He's, I don't think no. that we know he's, that he's, that he's, 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 it's, it's Trumpian in a way. Like he knows you are making fun of him. He knows we're all sitting here making fun of him right now. And, and like that we think he's a complete idiot. So, so this, is, this is the thing. I look forward to whatever it is that he brings forth. Because he's one of the few people that I know that if he's going to do something ridiculous, it's not going to be via the video. He's just going to make a statement and then try to go prove that thing, even though he's in all the house arrest that you could possibly be in. My question is, how does like wh- what does his life like his life look like? Not not his Marking Instagram live. Like the rest of us. It, besides that, like, is he with his baby moms? Is he? Is, does he have friends? Who's he? Who's he on Zoom with? Like, what? What is Takashi Six Nine? You think he knows what a Zoom is? I, hey, <laughs> what? 
Yo, there's there's YouTube tutorials for everything. <laughs> his Zoom is IG Live. That's what his yeah. Zoom is. <laughs> the, the last thing I want to say about this is I really do want to know what the numbers are going to be. Can he can he get to Tory Lanez's quarantine radio number? I don't think he's going to touch what happened with Babyface and what, what was that? Five hundred. There's five hundred thousand like on live. It was more than five hundred. But boy, yeah. there was just on the the actual app. But right. then people watching from like their online um, screens yes, was so much more. Off, yep. Right. Right. So, so I don't like, think he's gonna. He, I don't think he's gonna do anywhere near that. But I do. I have a. I kind of believe he might touch either a hundred to two hundred k. I can see that, and I would. I would be shocked by that though. Here's my question to you guys. I can see a what what is the that what is, really is Tory numbers? What man. is the 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 most nice. surprising thing he could do? Like if he just hopped on, what, what's the most surprising thing he could do to speak eloquently? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think the most surprising thing that he could do is say "fuck you" to every single one of those dudes that are part of Treyway. And go out of his way to disrespect them further. Yep. That would be surprising because that means you're doubling down yep. and you want all the smoke. And I don't think that's you want all the smoke in real life. I think that's, that's how he is. It would be surprising. He's always he, asking for the smoke. No. Not I, he is asking for the smoke pre him pre going. Pre getting into, kidnapped. But now I'm telling you, <laughs> yes. I don't think you can have that. He same got image. all the smoke, so there's no more smoke to ask for. Yeah, He's I mean, what's so for. here's the thing: what's what is the worst that can happen to him? Obviously, death. But given given his position right now, it would look like a complete train wreck if he were to get killed. Like it, it would be obvious who did it. Jail again. He well, yeah, he could go back to jail again. <laughs> yeah, that that can definitely. Oh, absolutely. For longer. Like the rest of his life. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, what if he? What if in like the? Like, so, there's so many things. He can't. He, when did he come out of jail? In the last two weeks, I want to say. Probably yeah. Yeah. What if he's? What if he's um, recorded the most fire album ever, and he just releases that? No. <laughs> no. <he's>, <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. That's not happening. Though Wishful he makes. Thinking. He makes. He makes good workout music. On to someone else who uh, has been breaking the internet. Um, Adele. It hasn't been 24 hours since Adele posted a post that got millions of likes and mm-hmm. so many tweets. And the post was simple. It was just her in some high-end rich person's yard, which is hers. And she was thanking everyone for birthday wishes and thanking first responders and healthcare workers and essential workers for doing Everything that they've done since COVID-19 hit, it, you know, everyone went crazy because it seems like Adele has lost a whole person. And so everybody was going crazy about her weight loss. She looked, everyone said she looked snatched. She looked good. She looked this. Oh, you know, that breakup weight, you know, she got rid of that. And <laughs> she only, she didn't not only get rid of her husband, she got rid of another body. And like, <laughs> like people were making comments left and right. Hype or good night to the amount of praise Adele has been getting for looking skinny and just how much people are raving over her new physique. Um, I'm hype. I hype anybody who's like doing something to, to ostensibly improve themselves. Um, I hope she did it in a healthy way. I hope it wasn't tummy trainers and 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 teas and diuretics and random weight loss pills. I hope she was eating right and exercising and do, drinking her water and 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 putting ginseng in it or whatever. I don't know. I I I don't like when people shame people for doing something good for themselves. 
like I, I go to I go on Reddit progress picks all the time just to like look at people who have gone from like three hundred pounds and obese to like one hundred seventy five and, and ripped because I just find I find inspiration in that it's dope. So seeing that seeing Adele like this, I love it, love it, hype it. So I, I'm hype night in this, and here's why. The the good night part of it is October twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. She was at Drake's party. She'd already shown that she'd lost an exponential amount of weight. Everybody had saw that picture and it trended. People were like, "Holy shit, you look like a different fucking person." And then they start comparing her to this one actress. Can't remember the woman's Sarah name right Paulson. now. There you go. And so all these pictures between both of them start trending, and you get to see them back side to side. So I'm like. This is basically old news. Um, but she lost and, even more weight since then. And but and, a lot of weight. And the other part of my good night, though, is more so I've been called a fat shamer for just using the word fat before, like using the word fat. In what just context? using the word fat. Period. There, like I've been told that using the term fat is just derogatory now at this point. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, she got a fat ass. No, like that no. person is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. You know, Law don't talk like that. <laughs> nah, be in your head. I literally never heard Law <laughs> say nah, that combination of words. That's why I said that because I know not that's not what he's talking about. I know. That's funny. <laughs> what? No. What? How did you use the word fat for someone to say that to you? Um, literally in regards to physique, it was a question, and my question was, would you date someone who was fat? Mm-hmm. And there was like, oh, that's. That's basically fat shaming. Like, to even ask that question makes it sound as if, like, that's a category of person. I'm like, because it is? <laughs> so, I mean, that's no, like but... saying short, right? Oh, that's so mean. You said short. I challenge but anyone to find, to, to find an adjective that succinctly, like, describes what... The, but, but that's even tongue in cheek. Yeah, can I tell you? Thick. I said, well, what am I supposed to say? Obese? And they're like, that's even worse. That's like, medical. There's but, levels to... So no, no, but this is my point. Like, So at that point, anybody saying that, oh, Adele looks great now. I'm like, oh, so are you guys fat shaming? Are you that like, was going to be are my you, question. Are you, are you fat shaming? Because I apparently am fat shaming just by using the term fat. So are you fat shaming? Before I say mine, I, I did want to ask, do you think that people telling her how great she looks now is in a way a form of fat shaming because they are giving so much attention to her not having this weight on her body. Mm. So, but here is where my hype is going to come in. The hype part of this is anybody that's went through as much as she's went through, like the alleged her losing $140 million in her divorce. That's the alleged amount. $140 million of 190 I'm telling you, I'm going to lose so much weight and so much everything if I lost that much money. But... The idea that she made it through that and is still somebody who's smiling in a picture. I'm like, wow, I don't have that in me. Grateful for you. Hello from the other side. Well, she's yeah, <laughs> on the other side, the skinny side. <laughs> I'm going to hype night it as well uh, for slightly different reasons. The hype is, I like you guys, I'm always for someone who is, hopefully she's, she's lost weight in a healthy way. And if she's doing this, purposely to have a better lifestyle that's great but on the flip side i did kind of feel that everyone giving her this much attention because honestly when i saw that picture i didn't know it was her 
Like I, I literally looked at the picture and I'm like, that's not Adele. <laughs> and I zoomed in. I'm like, no, that's not Adele. What are they? What are they saying about Adele? I, I still didn't believe it was her, mm-hmm. even though the post was about that that being her. And she looked so different to me that I could see these comments and these praises getting to someone's head in a way where they feel like they need to maintain this in order to keep this appearance because they like the way that it feels to get this praise. And if you've been a bigger person like she was, this is probably the most people have said anything nice about her appearance. She's a naturally pretty girl. Is Avia fat shaming by saying not. bigger person? I just want to, anybody right, that said yeah, it to me, I want I want to know because yeah. I don't find this offensive. Fashion. So, so, so the hype is, I'm glad that if she's doing this on purpose and she's doing it in a healthy way, great. The good night is this though. Um, the good night is, I can see how a situation like this could lead to an eating disorder hmm. because people are, get used to these great comments and they feel like they should continue and sometimes they can go overboard. Right. I will say there are certain types of bodies that I don't feel like should be that thin. I feel like Jennifer Hudson is case in point. I feel like there was a point in time where she was looking a little sickly and I don't know if it was Jenny Craig or if there was something else she was doing, but I just kind of felt like she looked better um, having more weight on her. The good night is this. I saw a comment and I can't unsee it and I can't unthink it. Someone wrote, you guys are raving all this stuff about Adele, but I already know if it was a black person who lost all this weight this quickly, the first thing y'all would have said was, who did your body? Where'd you get your work done? And they brought that up as a point to say, when black people change that drastically, it's not, oh, we lost all this weight. Oh, we've changed our lifestyle. It's, Oh, BBL. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got some shots. Oh, we went to the surgeon. We went to Dr. Miami. And that's very true. I do feel like there is a stigma that black people can't do what she did. And who's to say that she did not do that? That's another thing. So we're assuming that this is the way that she lost weight. She was stressed. It was this. It was that. Maybe she felt like, shoot, it's quarantine. This is the best time I can do this seamlessly and no one would even know. It's... the. It's funny you raised the point about black people. Like, I'm, I was thinking about about a bunch of different paradoxes with regards to this. Like, how the Western world is so so focused on thinness and 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 as as a marker of beauty when we are literally one of the most obese societies mm. in 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 history. But then you look at the 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 the, the idea of quote unquote black people not being able to to get all this weight off when. In, in history, black people at, who are descendants of slaves were picked specifically because they were most athletic. So it's just, like the, the, there's just so many random little paradoxes in how people see this, like little contradictions. And it, it, it it's, I don't know. I, again, love what she's done, but like you said, it, it is messed up that, that that's the, the stigma that comes with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like she looked better like five months ago, personally. I am not on here going to skinny shame Adele. I'm not going to fat shame Adele. I'm not going to say whether or good not you look you, better. Adele. Good for you. Good for Body you. positivity, Last guys. Last hyper good night, guys. Um, so someone, uh, it was Shade Room that posted this. I will get to it. This caused a lot of conversation between my friends and I on if this is the right way to handle something or the incorrect way. Someone posted this. They said, when you go to job interviews and they ask what questions you have for them, You can ask this question from here on out. The question is this. How does your establishment respond to protect the health and safety of your employees during the coronavirus outbreak? 
And after that was posted, there were so many differences of opinions of, girl, you're never going to get that job if you ask that, to, well, actually, you should be asking these questions. This is your livelihood. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel like there was such a range of responses from this. I would love to know what you guys think. Um, I, I, I hype night it. Um, so I, I, I'll, I'll start with the good night portion. You had a job interview, and the point of the job interview is to get the job. So depending on what kind of interview you're at, like if you're the, 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 the initial interview with the HR recruiter, don't ask that. You, you ask that, like that's just, it's just an easy way for them to strike you out. After you've potentially spoken to your, who would be the hiring manager, after you've spoken to who would be your teammates, and then you've sort of, you know, got it in your head that you you, ha you are in a good place for the job, then maybe you bring that up. But to bring it up like all willy nilly is just a bad idea. Like you, nobody, sh you should do that. Um, I hype it because we already know what most companies are going to say. Like they're going to come. Like if you ask that question, most companies are going to come up with a very good HR friendly, PR friendly response that shows that that they were ostensibly trying to to do something to make their employees lives better during COVID-19 that doesn't mean that they actually did it that doesn't mean that their employees are actually feeling that way so rather so rather than do that I would hit LinkedIn immediately and start asking employees people who actually work there not the people who you're interviewing with because they're not going to give you a straight answer that's pretty smart or they're not going to give you the answer that's that's satisfies exactly what you want to know exactly um this is really easy for me so good night to this and the main reason is because more than 21 million americans have filed for unemployment already that's 21 million people that don't have a job right why the fuck would you give yourself another reason to not have a job like do you really want to be the reason you say something like that to get yourself out of having a job because maybe they don't have the right answer, but maybe you also put them in an uncomfortable position. Mm -hmm. And you could also say, well, if I put them in an uncomfortable position, that says volumes about their, com their, their, their company. Well, great, but you also have to think through whether or not you want to work again. Mm -hmm. Because of working expeditiously, as T.I. would say, is <laughs> the most important thing for you, then don't go in there guns a-blazing and on a moral high ground, just go in there to try to get the goddamn job. Yeah. That's it. But one more thing, and I wrote this as a note. I wanted to get to it. Like, at a certain point, you're all we're all complicit in corporate greed. Like, I put this out as an example Facts. for an example of Amazon. You may sit there and be like, "I'm not gonna order nothing from Amazon." Jeff Bezos is taking down the the, the little man, and he's he's treating his workers wrong, and blah 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 blah. Fine, that's that may be somewhat true. Um, but in the case of Amazon, if you use any sort of online platform, you use Netflix, LinkedIn, Adobe, Slack, Facebook, Twitter, ESPN, they all use Amazon Web Services to host their websites. So at a certain point, you are supporting them. If you are if you are at home binging, binging Ozark like the rest of us were, you are supporting Amazon. So there has to be some sort of suspension of your, your moral high ground like when it comes to this. It's just not, it's not tenable over a long period of time, in my opinion. I'm going to, I would say either hype night it or hype it with a caveat. So I guess it's a hype night. Um, <laughs> that is by definition. Be quiet. Be quiet. I'm going to hype it because I don't think 
there is anything wrong with inquiring about how things were handled. That's not to say that there was a right or a wrong way. We went through a global pandemic. And I think that just like they say in an interview, if you have any questions, in some cases, maybe you don't need the job. You're just looking for a job. So in some cases, you you have the leeway to ask to see if this is a good fit for you, to see if, if this were to happen again, what should I prepare? What should I prepare for in how this company handles these types of situations? Um, so on that juncture, I don't see what's wrong with it. But the good night part is this. You need to know who you can ask. I think it's very dependent on company culture. I think it's very dependent on industry. I have a friend who I had this conversation with and she works in a very rigid environment that's for the government. And she was like, hell no, why would you ever ask this? You will never get the job. But in conversations, my friends were asking me like, do you feel like if someone asked that question at your job, trying to get a job at your company, Avia, what would they say? And I told them, to be quite honest, I don't think it would be an issue. I don't think that would be a, a check off the, the box to say, no, that's a definite no because of that question and it made me feel uncomfortable. My company has a very casual company culture. Um, my CEO knows my name. You know, I don't know a lot of people that can say that about their companies. He has an open door policy. My company culture is a little bit different. It's slightly more lax. So if you know the company culture, if you do your research on the company, if you know the industry, that would not find an issue with this question, go for it. If you're applying for a government position or something that's way more corporate and rigid and you know that this could be the make or break between you getting the job, then maybe not. I think it's sad that we can't ask these questions though. I think that that's what's really sad that this could be a reason why someone doesn't hire you because you're just asking them how they would handle a, a real life situation. That should never be a reason why someone feels like I shouldn't hire you, you made me feel uncomfortable. Like, you're just asking a question to figure out if it's a good fit for you. That's all. All right. So now we pivot and we talk about the thing that to me is probably not going away into August, but whatever we'll say. I don't know. We have Newsman on here to talk to us about this. Newsman, man, man, man. Newsman. Man. Reporting for duty. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, my my favorite virus woman, Rona. That Rona. That, <laughs> so the the I think the the big question for everybody about the coronavirus right now is when do we think things will be back to normal? Which realistically, I don't think that that's What's a fair normal? question. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, and, I was about to say. Can I just before we even get started on this for real? I, I'm tired of hearing the new normal. I have Why? Act, like, that's what it's going to be, though. The, oh, my God. But that's, okay. that's it. There's, like, buzzwords that are being used right now. <laughs> and it is the most... No I'm going to blow your mind, guys. New I'm going to blow your mind. There's always a new normal. <laughs> <sighs> because time because time continues and normal. See, History repeats itself, so that's not always a new normal. That's an old normal. Hits blunt. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't even smoke. Can you imagine me if I did? I'd be super deep. <laughs> Y'all would even know. So, I'd be on a whole different tip. So, Ev, I want to have this. I want to have this dialogue with you specifically. What do you think will determine whether or not we open things back up? Um, so, for one, it's damn sure not going to be um, a, a vaccine. 
or at least not in the near future. More so what's, because what's of how long it's going to take. You're talking about like so. Next so all right, conservative estimates, Bill. Like, and that's coming from people like Bill Gates, coming from the government. Like, not Trumpito's little press conferences, which you should watch if you are in need of comedy. Um. Anyway, most conservative estimates say we're not going to have a vaccine ready another year and a half, two years. Mm -hmm. It's it's just not it it's not feasible even under the best conditions to do that. But didn't Fauci come out and say was it Gil Gil I can't remember the name of Gilead the Gilead came out with the treatment Gilead. They they've had a treatment called Remdesivir, which I believe was originally used for malaria. Um or some some sort of like cold and respiratory disease it was used for um and they they had initial good results from their first publicly released clinical trials and that's what Fauci was talking about what that meant though was that people were able to recover three days earlier because normally it would take 14 days mm -hmm. when people were able to recover in 11. Mm -hmm. And so... Well, that's a treatment. I was talking but, about a vaccine. But that but that was the starting point that they had even made. Mm -hmm. But in terms of a vaccine, Fauci had said as early as 2021, yeah. beginning of the year. Yeah. I think... So, I take anything coming from Fauci with a grain of salt because... not And not because he's not a, a legitimate and... And verifiable and like just a good. Hey, I don't figure. trust these scientists, motherfuckers. No, I. Yeah, you know he he is a trustworthy source. He was he was head of like one of the 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 leading national infectious diseases and allergen um, organizations in the U.S. And he's also a hooper. What are you saying? Yeah, he balls. He balls hard. Balls he did. Um, I I, tr I I have less reason to trust what he says. I'm not. I'm not even trust. I have less reason to to take what he says at face value only because he has Trump breathing down his neck. Constantly, there's a reason. There's a reason he, like, as those coronavirus task force press conferences went on and on, you saw less and less of him. And it's because Fauci would offer details and information that not well, necessarily what Trump was saying. not necessarily went against it, <laughs> but Trump speaking straight up lies. So Trump, Trump, Trump tends to talk in these like. Huge, grandiose, sweeping, huge. Huge, huge. Don't don't get me started on my Trump impression. We'll we'll be here all day. Um, <laughs> but he says to speak in these these, these <laughs> huge these huge sweeping generalizations with with lack of facts. It's 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 the best case scenario for word diarrhea. Like if you've mm -hmm. ever heard it. Mm -hmm. So someone like Fauci, who's and most legitimate medical professionals who speak in very measured terms they speak in very exact terms they don't use they they don't say probably like you don't hear somebody of fauci's caliber saying we're probably going to see this we're probably going to see that it might be this it could be that something like that oh like it do sound like him <laughs> oh, my it, ears <laughs> it, this is what happens when you this. listen to them to, to this man for so long um but you don't the so when when Fauci says anything, you have to take it in within the the context of his boss, who's Trump, not necessarily wanting him to to outshine him. Like there's always going to be this this ego coming from him that's going to keep anything that is factual that goes against picking up his ego from coming to the surface. So if anything Fauci says, it has to be taken with some sort of grain of salt. Now, granted, he he says a lot of factual shit, but. 
So are so, you are you are you insinuating are you, or are you saying that it's quite possible that Fauci may have thrown out some numbers? No, 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 that, no. Okay. No. I, I was thinking of it like maybe he was saying things would happen sooner than later, knowing that it could be later because Trump wants so, it to be. Sooner. So basically, Trump like here's how how those those task force press conferences start. They come out. Trump gives fifteen to twenty minutes of just bullshit. It's hard for me to say that. I said it. You didn't say it. I said bullshit. He gives a uh, fifteen minutes of 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 Rip updates. Rap. Updates. Oh, okay. Um, many of them shine on him positively at the behest or at the in the the face of what accepted medical professionals would say. So at the point at which an accepted medical professional like Fauci comes out and says something that isn't at like for instance when Trump was pushed was big enough hydrochloroquine. Mm-hmm. Which was the 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 malaria medicine that was mm-hmm. someone, you know, that about. someone died from? Well, they were tr- they were using a, a different chloroquine. Oh, okay. They were using a chloroquine that was actually, I think, a fish tank cleaner. Oh, anyway, um, that's our president. Anyway, when when Trump says that during the press conference, and mind you, because he's saying he comes up first, that's the headline immediately. So hydrochloroquine. Hydrochloroquine. Oh shit, hydrochloroquine. People start Googling it, they start start searching WebMD for a hydrochloroquine. Fauci then has to come on afterwards and say, hey guys, maybe let's let's not start taking hydrochloroquine, all of us at once. Um, but he has to say it in a way Let's stagger it. Yeah, he yeah, he has to say it in a way that that, that makes it clear that he's not going against the president. You take it one day and you take it the next month. Um, so we can I, see what happens to the first person. Yeah, I I mean all you have to know about and it, what what you know most medical professionals feel is looking at that that video of Deborah Burks, the other main figure in the coronavirus task force, when Trump is saying the thing about the Lysol or not Lysol about disinfectants. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything about Lysol. Um, when he's saying that, <laughs> he didn't say anything about that disinfectant. But he did. When, say I watched great. About a I, I watched that entire presser. I I listened to it. Like, well, oh, yeah, maybe we should try that. I love how much you're trying not to say something. He said, Let me step on this line. Like, there's a video. If you can find it, please go watch no, it. No, I saw it. Okay, I've good. I've seen it. There's a video of of another coronavirus task force member, a woman named Deborah Burks. Um, another respected member of the medical community. Her, it, there's a, a video closing in on her face while Trump is saying the uh, the disinfectant bit, and it's it's beautiful. Um, okay, but what I was asking you, yeah, yeah. sorry, was more so about when we should or could expect to potentially reopen things. So, I th- it's a tough question, obviously, mm-hmm. because there's. My notes say the, the the one thing that's going to have an impact in the foreseeable future is testing. If we can get a reliable and fast test distributed nationwide, that'll make everything way easier. Y'all can't see Everett right now, but he's giving us Trump hands. He's giving us a lot of Trump no, hands. No, he didn't do the, the he pointer gave, finger. But he gave me this. I know. He I gave know, me this. I know the Trump hands. I know. I know. He both gave me this. Believe me, people. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so no t- testing is is the one thing that's going to like tip right. the scales in, in either way and we have a, a bunch of tests like that are vying for test supremacy so to speak like 
there's there's the nasal swab, there's the, the, the oral swab, there's blood tests. You can do a bunch of them, but the problem is there's no standardized and widespread one. So that's what's making it difficult to be able to say X amount of people have it. What Cuomo's doing in, in New York State, I think, is incredible because he he's basically created the biggest testing net. Talking about for antibodies? Yes, for yeah. antibodies. That That's a really good like initial sign. So to answer your question, I, I think the the I my non-educated but like work in career informed guess, I would say for what you would consider normal, and granted we know normal isn't going to be normal for a while, I would say end of July. End of July for what? For people starting to come back out in mass. Now Cuomo and a lot of other governors have already started the process of reopening their state governments. But that doesn't mean that people are automatically just going to start like it's not going to it's not going to be Taco Tuesday again, like in, in the way that you think, because I mean, not only like Law said, 21 million people, and 30 million, really, people are are unemployed. They don't know if this thing like most people. They don't know if this thing is airborne. They don't know how it, it, it gets contracted. They don't know if they have it. They don't know where they can get it. They don't know where they can get tested, where they can get treatment, none of that. So the fear, that fear of the Rona constantly in the back of your mind is what's going to keep people from going outside. So I, I a couple of weeks ago, I spoke to this reporter um, from Time Magazine, or he used to work for Time. Um, his name's Brian R. Walsh. He was on the ground in China during the SARS epidemic, and we had like a very just long conversation. You go check it out on, on Quick Take if you want. Um, he said, so he he's had a bunch of stuff, but the thing that that rung out to me was again the testing. He kept saying the fact that that they had a test for SARS so quickly made it so that they could contain it in a better way. And granted, SARS, he made sure to specify that SARS was more deadly but less viral virally contagious than COVID-19. So that's why it was able to be contained so so easily. Right. Like it wasn't it wasn't something that if you touch a pole on the train or if you cough in somebody's vicinity that there's a likelihood that you're going to catch it. It was more once you got it, you knew it was a rat. Exactly. Um, and the way you described that is the same way I thought of like sexually transmitted diseases when I was like eight. What? When I was eight, you thought if you touch something, you would. Get oh yeah, because the Did way the mom that, instill that fear. No, no, no. But wow. think, think about in, in the context of what was happening, and this is gonna be I'm veering off a little bit, but in the context of what was happening in like '91. 92, 93, and Magic Johnson and everything yep. that was happening with him, um, people just believe the dumbest shit. And I'm like, eight-year-old me is just like, oh my God, if anything happens to air, but, I don't know what I'm going to but do. But so, so you even bring, even raising the, the, the idea of AIDS and HIV, remember back in like the mid-80s when people, people were getting beaten, people were getting beat up because they were suspected of having AIDS. Either they were gay, it was so ridiculous. Like, and Jesus, and this was before. This was ridiculous. this was before we had widespread testing to say whether somebody had AIDS or right, not. Right. And and this was before we knew that AIDS does not show up on your skin as like a a, a well Kaposi sarcoma, but that's another story. There's there's no there's no visual identifier for AIDS that like your layman can can point out. Like some dude on, on the corner outside is not gonna be able to point at you and be like, yo, you got COVID. And that's and that is why it's it's gonna be 
a long time before there's anything close to normal. In my opinion. So what? So when you say July, you're saying you suspect July will be the the time period where stores are opening back yes, up again. Yes, where when and restaurants are opening. Stores back up again? and restaurants, I believe, will begin like fully opening up. Like I, I for the next two months, I see limited. Like my favorite bar, Harlem Public, they've been they've just had takeout, only takeout. And I'm I'm imagining that they've been trying to figure out how they're going to get people in the doors once once, you know, they do open up again. Um I I just picture them A spacing everybody out. So that takes time. That's exactly what it's going to Like be. that takes time. It takes time to redesign an entire restaurant space so that there's more space for people. It takes time to train people to to handle food and and bev- and drink ingredients so that they're not contaminating people. They're going to have to order a shit ton of gloves, shit ton of aprons. Like all of this the preparations that it's going to take for restaurants and and bars and movie theaters and yoga classes and whatever else to start opening, that takes time. This gets into a conversation then that's going to bleed into small businesses in general. Mm-hmm. So I cover this based on what I do for a living as well. So here is my quick take on that. I don't think even if you open these places back up in July that people are going to be as gung ho mm-hmm. to be at these spaces. Like I genuinely believe based on everything that I've been following the stock market and everything that I've been hearing from consumers and just listening to consumer sentiment around people not having jobs, how are you going to go and I don't know, go to a restaurant. If you don't even have money to go do that, you can't even pay rent, right? Like, if these small businesses do open back up and the expectation is that they're supposed to be paying their rent and they can't cover rent because there's not enough people, I believe there's so many businesses that are going to shut mm-hmm. down within two months. Yep. And I'm basing that based on all the things that I've been reading. So already, I think it was, I've read something where 33% of businesses believe that if this extends, and by this, I mean specifically the stay-at-home rules extend beyond the next month and a half, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to open their doors back again. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd all have to file for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Now, a big part of the reason why that's the case is because we live in a leased society. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by a leased society is the land in which all of these buildings are on is all leased land, right? So they all have to pay lease money. The same. I don't care whether it's, it's long term leases too. It's like yeah. 10, 15, 20 years they locked in. Most of them have a ten to thirteen year lease. And so when I'm talking about businesses, I mean theaters. They're yep. in thirteen year leases. Yep. Hotels are in thirteen year leases. Restaurants are in thirteen. To, like like. So when you think about it that way, and if you still have to pay that, and the government, and the federal government, all they're doing is saying, hey. We're going to give lenders, so we'll give money to the banks that will then extend that to you guys on the, the front end. It's not working out. It's now not- you have to make enough profit to cover mm-hmm. what you haven't paid, pay back to the lenders, so- and to actually make a profit to pay people mm-hmm. and, and have a livelihood and, and, and where, keep going. And where the government's really missing the boat, in my opinion, and they're just not being smart about this at all. They're not thinking through that one, once you put it in lenders' hand, lenders are going to prioritize businesses that they've already done businesses with first and then on top of that they're going to fast track businesses that make more money because they're going to say oh you want a bigger loan from us great 
And if you don't fit within either one of those brackets, good luck on you getting it, which is why minority businesses are being hurt more. Mm -hmm. Minority businesses typically have less employees and they also have less sales. So if you have both of those things at a least amount, then you will have a less likely time of being approved for any of this stuff or for them checking for you. Yeah, another thing that the guy I talked to said, which kind of, which made me really nervous, was he said it was like that COVID-19 was a perfect storm for the time we are in in America, where misinformation and quote-unquote fake news is rampant and people don't know what to trust, when the rule of law and when the, 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 the mandate of, of the federal government is starting to, to deteriorate because of Trump, when when the economy is largely based around services and and apps and we don't actually make anything and most of our shit comes from China or abroad, it's the perfect storm because now you have a bunch of people who can't go to their office jobs or if they can, like they're 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 widely sort of, you know, they're they're quarantined in. The people who do go outside, the essential workers, they're essentially putting their life at risk every day. Every day. Every day. But they have to keep going because they're quote unquote essential. Like this, it we're we're at a catch twenty two. We're at a, between a rock and a hard place right now. And again, like you said, there's there's this 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 balance you have to. My art was my dad actually. This balance you have to 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 keep my life or my livelihood. That's it. I mean, at the point where you have to choose between one or the other, you're not going to survive. Because one's gonna be gone, and that is what's keeping you going. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think you know what I think is interesting though. I think what's interesting is that everyone is holding on to a date of when we're gonna get back to normal. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No and we, there, there's no reason to. There's absolutely no reason. I literally got into this conversation with my girls yesterday. They're like, "Yeah, I think everything's gonna be back like mm-hmm. and open in like June." I'm like, "But why?" They're like, you don't think it's gonna. <laughs> no. They're like, you don't think it's gonna be open. I'm like, I could see this going on until uh, October, so, December. Like, I it got to the point where, like I told you, my mom's birthday was two days ago, and I always take a yearly trip to go visit my parents in December. And I got super sad because I think that's when everything hit me. I was thinking about how, what if I can't go see them because. Mm-hmm. This is still happening, and my dad has diabetes, and I don't want to bring anything right. to him and be the catalyst for why anything happens. That's mm-hmm. the reason why I'm out there right now. Yep. And so I got super sad because I was thinking to myself, when am I ever going to see them again? Because of their age and because of you know pre-existing conditions, I have to separate myself, and we don't know when this is going to end. I don't even think the new norm or the norm or whatever is going to happen in July. I, I, because what happens, it's going to be like, it's going to be like Georgia when they reopened everything and all Spike. of a sudden there's all these Corona cases just from that couple days they were open. So if we did open in July and there was a spike, everything would have to close down again mm-hmm. and then we would be back, back to the quarantine. Yeah. So you, you see when, when Law asked me like when I think it's going to happen, like when I think, I, why I was so hesitant just to- Just an educated guess yeah. or- it, the facts that you know. So I, I bring that up because I've, I've been rereading a bunch of the stuff on in my, my bookshelf. One of them is Man's Search for Meeting by this guy named Viktor Frankl. And Viktor Frankl was a trained clinical psychologist. He was also um, a Holocaust survivor. So while he's in, um, I believe it was Auschwitz, uh, Auschwitz, 
he writes this book called Man's Search for Meaning, where he's like trying to figure out why people keep going, why they continue to, to live when like in insurmountable odds. And one of the things that he noticed was the people in the, the concentration camps who kept telling themselves, oh, we be, we'll be out by, by Passover. Oh, we're going to be out by December. Oh, we'll be out by, 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 next, by next spring or whatever. Those are the people that kept getting disappointed over and over and over again because they kept setting themselves up for it. So I try not to, I, even in saying July, I'm trying not to myself even believe that prepare yourself for that i'm like my birthday's in july and i i i I had told you about this in in january i wanted to go to to vegas for summer league that ain't happening no more like is there a summer league happening exactly it's gonna be on zoom (laughs) (laughs) you can go you just don't be in your living room yo the nba this is the perfect opportunity for the nba to invest in like serious motion capture technology so that you can just have lebron play himself in 2k <laughs> play, play himself straight out of high school versus himself. Exactly. Now. They've already been doing it on ESPN. It, it, and, it's, and, it's, and, it, and it's and it's whack. Like They've already been doing it. On and it's whack. Um. So I want to. So let's let's actually go back to that initial question that I was asking about yeah. the coronavirus and when things would open up. What I've heard from even Cuomo was that. The only way we're going to start to reopen anything is if we start seeing less and less people going to the hospital. We, we, we see the death tolls go down and there's a there's a number. And he's like, once we hit that number, then we'll start to open up certain parts of the city. But until we get down below that number, he's like, I am not doing he, He's not he going to play that number? game. He did. And I can't remember what it was. So 200 and something people died. Last night and the day yeah. before and the uh, day before. So I've I've been off the last two last three days, but the, my last report on se- on Sunday, um, it was under three hundred, or I believe it was just at three hundred. Um, I I don't think I don't know what his number is because I haven't really looked, but I I think if it's anywhere above a hundred, like he he needs to get it under hundred in my opinion. That's the where it needs to be. Like for there to be any sort of like movement towards that, I don't, I don't see it happening any other way. Yeah, he was saying that basically the the cases seem to be going down, but the death rate has remained super mm-hmm. steady. So I don't know. I just feel like I don't. I don't know. It again. We don't. Going back to the AIDS HIV thing, like we won't have any sort of clarity or like we won't be able we won't even be able to 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 define clarity until we know until we have a test like a widespread test that's fair and that should be mandated too yeah that and again our president a lack of planning leadership or a lack of 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 what i would consider planning and leadership um, just in terms of taxpayers in the democratic states need to make up for their uh, yeah. financial miscalculations. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to them. Politicizing to them. a tragedy. So okay, anyway, if, if we shift from the idea of it opening up and it's based on death count, which we don't know what we don't know what that number is. I don't remember off the top of my head. So sorry for that, guys. I, but. Um, if we if we go down and, and we dig deeper into not only the business side of this, but also the neighborhood sides of this. So from a business perspective, we already talked about how this is impacting small businesses and how 
we we can all collectively agree it won't be the same once you go back out it just won't and some of these small businesses that we're accustomed to are going to not be there based on the At things all. and the way things are currently set up and a lot, so, i think a lot a lot of large businesses are going to going to feel the brunt too oh people are eating it j crew j crew was it yesterday or the past two days they they filed for bankruptcy yeah so really? this yeah. is going to be the conversation i wanted to have with you guys and knowing that J. Crews of the world have already closed their doors. We've heard that also Brooks Brothers is also putting their their little toe in and saying, "Hey, come buy us. Somebody can come buy us, or we mm-hmm. can just get out of the paint." Yep. Like, I want to know from you guys, and I have a list of companies that have literally either like closed their stores or have closed enough such that they might go under. I'm going to list these. I'm listening. I saw from Forbes. So the first one on this list is Express. They've closed 66 of their stores. Gap closed 230 and downgraded, uh, and was downgraded by the S&P 500 because of doing so. Mm -hmm. Uh, GNC closed 230 stores. Also makes sense. H&M closed 160 stores. Mm Mm-hmm. JC Penny, which I didn't know JC Penny was still around. It is. Um <laughs> closed Come on. 94 of their stores. Get some good crow there. <laughs> Kmart closed 45 of their stores, and that must be all of their stores. Um Shut up. Hey man. Have you been to the South lately? <laughs> uh, big Kmart up 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 off Dyer Ave used to be my 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 place. I used to love that place. <laughs> Shout out to Big Kmart. <laughs> Uh, Dillard's. I don't know if you guys even know what that is. Yeah, I know about Dillard's. I've never been Shout there. out to Dillard's. Yo, my, my mom loves Dillard's down um, uh, Stonecrest Mall, I believe. Shout yeah, out shout out to Dillard's. Hopefully they make it through this. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shout out to Dillard's. Uh, Macy's. Macy's. They've closed 125 of their stores. I mean. So of these that I've even listed so far, hmm. do you think Express makes it through this? <laughs> I'm at, like, so question. I have a list too, but it's more industries than, than the actual places. And okay. the def, under Defo bankrupt was clothing stores <laughs> because because so much of what made a lot of these brands popping was the exclusivity of being in a specific location, being in on Fifth Avenue in New York, being in Soho, blah 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 blah. Now because there's a there's so many different clothing brands. B, fast fashion changes every four months, three months. They just lose money. Those clothing brands lose money. And then adds to that the fact that all of their, their clothes can end up on the internet tomorrow and for and be cheaper because people I are reselling them. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no reason for half of these stores to be open. Wait, so this is... Okay. Where, where, where Avia just took it is where I was going to go. With the reason why I believe that if you don't make the proper pivot to making sure that all of your all of your clothing items are online accessible and like you have the proper logistics set up so that people can get things delivered in a timely manner, if you don't already have that stuff in place, I think you won't open your doors back mm-hmm. in the next couple of months. I just don't. I like, will say based off your list, I think Macy's will be the only one that survives. Yeah. And that's only be, that's only and I, I I'm a little eh about that too, but that's because they sell more than just clothes. Mm-hmm. Like they have other things that they sell that that could keep they have a they have a good e-commerce site. They already have that. People order from that as opposed to going into the store all the time. It's not like they have to do any crazy changes to build their e-commerce to make it, you know, what it should be yeah. for someone who wants to shop. 
Um, this is what I think, and maybe my point is a little trivial, but clothing stores, I can agree with you, are going bankrupt because how many people lost their jobs? That's fair. Thirty million. Well, okay, it's thirty so, million, so, but it was so, I think twenty one million in all of the month of April. Yeah, okay. twenty one million, so and then say, thirty million let's let's the last last Friday. Thirty million, which is a huge range, but ten percent of the country. You have people that have lost their jobs. Okay, so one, they don't have money. Mm-hmm. The last thing they're gonna think about doing is buying clothes. Where are you gonna wear your clothes to? The grocery store? Zoom. Walmart? Fair. Are you gonna wear it to the gas station? You're gonna wear it to whatever essential business is open? Who are you stunting for? Yourself? The gram. People don't even have haircuts. So so there's no motivation. There is no motivation for anyone to be buying clothing. You can't even buy a swimsuit thinking that you're going to take a trip in four months because you don't even know if outside is going to be open in four months. Mm -hmm. You don't even know if by the time you you wear that swimsuit, you're going to be the same weight. You put on the quarantine 15, 16, 25, you can't fit whatever you buy by the time you want to stunt in it. Secondly, or thirdly, I don't even know what point that was. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, next, or thirdly, fourthly, expeditiously. The people that maybe didn't lose their jobs, they're at home. They're working from home. What kind of laundry are you doing nowadays? You wearing, I'd be wearing the same sweatpants. I want to combat you. Five days of the week. I wanna, I wear the these same are going to the wash tomorrow. I want to combat you on this. I want to combat you on this. Oh, why? So, as I've watched consumer trends, more and more people, especially women, as crazy as that sounds, have been buying so much online. So much. Loungewear. They've been bu- <laughs> No, they're just been buying shit left and right. Because they've got nothing else to do. What, what kind of that, stuff? No, no, but this, this is what it boils so, down to. Yeah, I agree. The, the, the less shit you have to do. Like, the more you can, like, oh, the let me just go idle. peruse, blah, blah, blah. I get that. And, and you're miles. assuming, like you said before, there's this date in mind where all the shit's going to open up. So, oh, if this is on sale. So, like, all of the major stores have sales. I don't care if you're talking about Banana Republic. That is true. Zara, Everybody's Everybody has a sale right now. Everybody has a sale. So, since everybody has a goddamn sale, let me get all this shit sent to myself. Because once everything opens, like, oh, I'm about to flourish. But that's for people who actually have jobs where they work from home. For those people who don't have jobs where they work from home, let's hope they're not thing. doing that. I use my stimulus check on Fashion Nova oh, today. No. So when I go to Miami in July. Mistake. <laughs> but this is, a, this is also a fear, though. This is also a fear. We can talk about the people that have lost their jobs, but I can't tell you how many um, companies have uh, furloughed their workers People, right. people that don't even know if by the, by the end of this quote unquote Virgil Apple that whole thing because I don't even know what the end of this is but people don't even know if they feel secure in even having the job that they currently have from home they don't know if next month they're going to have the same job or if the month after that they may be let go so I do agree with you there are people that are idle and they're like what to do what to do I'm going to get on forever21.com and I'm going to get on Amazon oh I want to try this craft and oh I want to do this all this stuff that they never even want to do in the first place but they have nothing else to do because they watched everything on Netflix so, but you didn't watch everything on Netflix, right? That's not they possible. just watched everything they wanted to see. <laughs> it's not possible. So, well, it could be. <laughs> you so, ain't got no job. I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 we are not joking about anybody. No, we're jobs. not. We're just 
joking about people that are watching everything on Netflix. So, right. I, you know, so you have you have all these complexities in this situation where I, I definitely see clothing stores going down the drain. I can tell you right now because I'm a shopper. I love clothes. Zara's website is trash. Zara's website has always been. I don't know what it looks like now. But Zara's website has always been trash. You know why? Because when I go into a Zara, when outside was open, I'm like, oh, they got this, they got this, they got this. Then I go on the website, I'm like, only three pages of jackets? Okay. So you got money. And there's 10, 10 coats on each page? There's way more in the store. Like, So that's I one of the it. companies that's going to have to make that transition during this time. But that's what's to, hard to about But genuinely, I feel like that's what's hard about this. When you make that pivot... You like you have to have things already set up in yeah, place. Yeah, you can't make it under you, dress. You gotta take pictures. You gotta upload the pictures. You gotta put the prices up. You gotta. But everything has to be succinct, and the logistics have to already be set up to do that. And that's where I feel like we're in trouble with a lot of those places. Yeah, because you can't I, you can't you can't build a plane while you're already flying. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. That's why y'all don't crash. The other thing is the food shortage that's been happening. Oof. Now, a part of the reason why we have a food shortage and, and me learning about this over the past three, three weeks has been like mind blowing to me. I did not realize that in, in terms of the food industry, there is two separate cycles of it. Well, I shouldn't even call it cycles. There's two channels for it. One channel is commercial. The other channel is for consumer. So when I talk about commercial, that is businesses receiving things in bulk. And then the other side of that is just the shit that you get on the shelves on a daily. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when one side of the chain is supposedly making all this bulk stuff and there's nowhere to ship it to because a lot of businesses just aren't open then what do they do with it throw it out that's what they've been doing and that blew my fucking mind and i'm like you guys need to like the minute know this, about that honestly the minute this is happening you have to pivot you have to figure out a way to logistically get the things that you were going to originally sell to these big businesses. Problem is they were going to sell it at a specific price. Yeah. And which is which I understand business wise, but like morally, humanity wise, probably the worst. But idea it's ever. not just that they were going to sell it at a specific price. It's the size in which they were mm-hmm. going to sell it at. It's the amount that they were mm-hmm. going to that they were going to buy from them. All of these things. I know it's going to be harder for you to figure out a way during production at this stage and this late to logistically come up with a way to put these things in single packagings or etc. But you motherfuckers got to figure it out. It's so <laughs> you got to figure it out. Did you see like dumpsters of food that were thrown thrown away or like? You should see the videos of yeah. people dumping out wow. everything from cheese to milk to whatever. It Dumpster is divers are rejoicing right now. Oh, there's tons of people that have actually been doing that. Which I've been reading smart. all the stories about it's that as well. It's so ironic that like all the people in America are on the coast, but all the food's in the middle. Stop. Think about it. Wait a second. Wait. <laughs> we're looking at you like. If you carry the one, divide by two. Think about four. <laughs> but no, You're as far as farms and stuff. No like that? farms, like corn, like our main our main food exports: corn, wheat, soy. They're all in the, in in the breadbasket in the middle of the country. Same with same with dairy. What same about with, fish? Fish the coast. Fish isn't as fish is nowhere near as big of an export or even like an industry as meat. I agree. Like I'm not gonna cows, pigs, and chicken. That is, that's as American as American pie. Are you guys uh, 
not eating meat because of what's been going on in these meat plants and people catching the rona and i'm slowly getting myself prepared for that reality is it because of that no you're already trying to transition off of meat anyway? no i wasn't trying to transition off of me i just realized that like i think i think back to like hunter gatherer days and like the olden days quote-unquote when meat was like a it was like a prize. It was like, yo, Luxury. we, bro, we just, we just took down a, a whole mammoth. Like we about to eat this, eat, eat this, this mammoth bacon for like the next three weeks or whatever. But mostly people were eating grains, the plants. So you're not gonna catch me doing straight vegan ish, but <laughs> you're not gonna catch me on the vegan tip. But said, no. am, am I gonna be eating eating uh, four strips of bacon with my with my eggs? Not all the time. <laughs> Bacon's expensive too. Well, make it turkey. <laughs> turkey bacon's cheap. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the fake stuff. Yep, I know. I feel terrible. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> someone <laughs> has to eat it. <laughs> Wait, let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you my list of like. Oh yeah, things that's right. That's right. Of, so yeah. I got movie theaters and premieres. Those are those are done. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> premiere. Like you're not you. Can you imagine going on a red carpet to to a premiere? Under, in, in in the age of Rona, how do you think my company feels? I know, <laughs> I know. No, I yo, I look. I'm gonna get images every single day, so you know, I'm like, I'm. I've been using the exact same picture of LeBron James for like two months now because of this. You better take take something off of Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I say movie theaters because I don't know if you guys saw the news the other day or last week. The AMC they will no longer be showing films from Universal. Because Universal put out the latest, um, was it the Trolls movie? Whatever that, whatever the kids movie it was, mm-hmm. they they put it out on their um, on their streaming service and just completely cut out AMC. So now AMC is like, nah, fuck that. We're 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 not showing any more Universal. Oh, they tit for tat. And it, but good. and I'm like, so so it, when I heard heard that, I was like, so you guys want to go out of business? Is what you're saying? Burning those bridges. It, so movie theaters, that's that's kaput. Bookstores, obviously, we know. Walden Books gone. Barnes and Noble probably like on its way out because of Amazon. Even even the smaller independent bookstores that were starting to like have a, a resurgence in the past ten years because people don't don't want to have their books recommended to them by a computer. Those are going off off the roof. Um, pretty much anywhere media is consumed or created. So like concerts, live talks. Like we're not going to no read live no more. Um, like none of that. All that's gone. Real estate this is going to be a huge crater because of people losing their jobs. There's going to be foreclosures. There's going to be evictions. Um, and then because people aren't going to be able to go visit real estate, then it's not going to be like it's not going to the, 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 the industry is going to take a, a, a downturn. But, but on the real estate tip, don't you feel like there's going to be a great amount of people who see this as a as a huge buyer's market and they're going to take advantage of that people who already have money or people who have access to capital like i don't know that i like us i don't know what you guys make but like us three we're we're relatively like successful for for black people and i don't know that any of us are going to be out here going like i'm not going to go across the street go buy that building because just because like it's it's cheap now i, don't I am well, yeah. Well, you live a different life than the rest of us. No, can but I be I, your tenant? I <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'll be your super. If so you just... I just read an article about this as well. Yeah. Uh, so, thirty-year mortgages, have, the interest rate has went down to three point four. 
Now that might not mean anything to you. No, right? it's cheap. That's, yeah, that's but, good. It's but great. That that is a huge deal to a lot of consumers. Not only that, but banks have seen an influx of people requesting new loans mm -hmm. as well as requesting to be refinanced and etc now the refinance i expect because yeah. if you've lost your job you mm -hmm. whatever you need the payments to be cheaper mm -hmm. but the on the other end you just get a new loan to purchase a new home is where i went oh so people are already assessing the market the same way i've been assessing the market and saying if this crash is similar to what happened in 2008 it's an opportunity i'm gonna scoop up all of the shit i can scoop up as quickly as possible which i don't blame them it yeah it makes sense um, on the on the other side of the equation, as far as the the real estate market in general is concerned, I because I understand a lot more about the system now, and like I was saying, everything is just leased. I, I genuinely don't believe that it's going to hit that much of a snafu aside from the rental properties. Mm. I think rental properties are going to eat it, and I think rental properties are going to eat it real bad because so many people have already started a movement of. I'm not going to pay rent. Like, there's an online movement, both AOC and what is her name? Il Ilhan Omar? Yes. They are pushing it, too. The So, I, to piggyback on that. That's going to start some shit. To piggyback on that, there we we, we were already, before any of this, like 2019, we were already experiencing a glut of luxury apartments. Like, if you go down to, like, what, Columbus. Define luxury. Like, if you go down to Columbus Circle. Those those high, high yeah those high rise silver glass towers those floor to ceiling exactly those those come a dime a dozen now and that's I think that I I I'm don't 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 take this as, as financial advice but I I think that that glut is going to trickle down to the rest of the market where you're, it's going to be, be become even more of a buyer's market so to your point yo it's if if you got the cash great opportunity so. But uh, to, to the point about uh, not paying the rent, though. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I I think that that is, I'm not I'm not like against it or anything like that. I'm just <laughs> no, I'm not, <laughs> not paying. No, I mean rent. honestly, I've been paying my rent. Because... So you're not a comrade, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, no. Listen, if, if I don't, I will not affect the curve. If you want me to join the curve, I will not affect the curve. <laughs> it has to be solidarity, though. It can't just be me. But all I'm saying is that I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to figure out if people do not pay their rent. And yes, I know at this point they can't evict anyone. I get that. But say this becomes back to normal, quote unquote, in August. And there's been, what's March to August? Four, five months? I can't do my math right now. Five. Okay. There's been five months of non-payment of rent from all these tenants. How do they go by Paying that back, including the rent from August. Like, how do you how do you even navigate that at that point? What is going to be the rule at that point? What's going to be the law? That how is my that? trouble with what the government has done. That stimulus that they gave people is bullshit. Yep. Because if you really wanted to give people something, literally go to those businesses, go to the go to the people who own the rental property and say, Hey, we're gonna cover everyone's rent. For the next few months until all this is figured out. On some Michael Chase stuff. That changes everything. Don't defer it. Deferring rent just means it's accumulated and I have to pay it at the end of right. it. So here. That's ass a nine, ass a ten, ass eleven. So, and we can't be putting people in those positions. So we're getting into like a more craven or like a, a more cynical portion of it. And you would. So the reason 
that $1,200 came out in that way is because Trump made a calculation that by election day, that enough people would have would be all right and that the economy would have been restarted well enough so that it's not affecting his, his campaign. So how did he come up with that $1,200, though? I think he thinks that that is like a, 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 a like a, he, he thinks that 1200 or their economists think that $1,200 is equivalent to like X amount of money, months of, of salary and benefits for, for an American worker. That's Even though everyone gets paid differently and there's different yeah. levels of. I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't claim to to make any any reason of it. Like it it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, one, what I took away from the stimulus, unlike you, I don't think that the stimulus had anything to fucking do with Trump. I don't think that at all. I think it has everything to do with Democrats pushing something where the Republicans were not. Republicans had nothing in their bill to be giving back to nope. consumers. It's true. Democrats. Especially Nancy came through and was just like, yo, 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 y'all not giving this, y'all not giving, y'all not gonna have a Big slush fund for them and then airlines. not give money to people. We're not gonna sign off on this. But shit. then you see what happened. He 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 held them up for days to make sure that his name was on them, but and then also to make sure that he, a letter was sent with many mm-hmm. of the checks explaining it. I read it. It was. Eh. So I said all that to say I don't think it was as much as Trump as it was. Dems pushing something that they knew they had to because they felt like the American work was going to hurt more so than these corporations were going to hurt. And on top of that, now that we know what actually happened with all the money, it did all ultimately end up going to the bigger corporations. And so at the point that we're bailing out, and I hate the term bailout, but it's true, we're bailing out the airline industry. That's ridiculous. The airline industry was asking for $60 billion. They got 50. Wow. The airline industry is also the same industry that has been, like, during the, during the 2008, 2009, like, financial crisis, they're the same industry that sold off all of their shares and then got these bailout, got this bailout money, then bought back all of their shares. That's what they did with it. So what all that means is we liquidated ourselves and we bought ourselves back and now we have all the monies again. And our CEO is making $22 million a year or $30 million a year and everything's fine. Yet, they laid off, furloughed so many fucking workers. When are workers going to be the thing that's more important than you guys' bottom lines? And if we're really in a free market society, why why are we just letting the free market kill off a company because we're not a free market exactly mm-hmm. we are a corporate socialist market i would we s- will bail your ass out of your corporation i would call it more oligarchical than socialist but i i get what you mean and see here's the thing i don't anyway. have a problem with us bailing out businesses. I am not on the side of people who say just let all businesses fail. I do recognize that when this stuff all does end, you need somewhere for people to go to actually do work and make an income. How do you and if determine you don't, which businesses to bail out though? And so this is the this is where the the oversight would have been great. Some transparency. No but no but in terms of how do you determine 
I personally do not believe in our system enough to say capitalism works. Because if capitalism worked, we wouldn't be in this position. I mean, we knew no, capitalism. we'd have a whole bunch of businesses that just wouldn't be around anymore. Like, honestly, the airline industry would already end it. Most of our banks would be owned by China and Russia because they were willing to buy us during the 2008, 2009. Yep. And we were like, ah, we can't be owned by somebody else. Now, in fairness, do we really want to be owned by somebody else? Again, another point that I would go, probably not. <laughs> but because our system shifted away from being uh, a society based on gold in the 70s, and now our money is not worth the fucking... Our money is worth nothing. We print it, money it out really of the is. sky. This is not tax money. You know how everybody keeps talking about this is tax money that we're spending? This is not fucking tax money. You can't spend tax money when we don't pay out the amount of taxes to cover this stuff. I mean, this is debt. Yeah, this is really just taking paper and printing the money yes. out and then dispersing it in different places. Guys, <laughs> no, I was like, at what point are my thing is if that's the case, who, who, why are we all in shambles right now? If all you can do is just print the money out, disperse it, give it to this person, give it to this corporation, everybody why can't they just do that? So there's <laughs> which then brings up being more the value of the dollar is now at negative zero. Yo, there's I mean there's just an implicit trust that you have to have when you're using money in in any sort of Western society. Like there's an implicit trust in the institution and in the the government of whatever whatever cash you are using and is it right i don't know is it is it somewhat of a i don't want to say pyramid scheme but is it somewhat of a just i don't want to i can't i can't say it if you are at the bottom of this system then you are not happy because you know that all of this is is made up to some degree and if you are at the top you're great because you know all of this is made up to some degree Horrible, right? It's all made up. It's an alternate sense of reality. Back in the day, you used to have to carry bags of coins with you, and that—that's why we got got money. Back that's why in the cash. day, during the old normal, they used to trade gold for salt. So I'm making it. Uh, <laughs> I want I want us to actually close this out because I want we're gonna have a to be continued, and we're gonna have ever going for a second piece of this episode. But I want us to close this out by talking about what's been happening in the city like we we kind of grazed over it but we didn't really get into it so in terms of the way that cops have approached the coronavirus in general within neighborhoods i think things are getting a little silly and i understand that the optics of it can look a certain way but when i see what has happened in the bronx mm -hmm. and then i see how some of our parks in Harlem are shut down, but then you look at what's been taking place in the West Village, Brooklyn. Domino Park, <laughs> and it's completely different sensibility with the authorities. Yeah. Is this just New York being New York, and this is just how things have always been? Yeah, it's par for the course. So like, blacks have always been treated differently. No I, matter what. <laughs> I'm. I remember being nineteen. Going out with my friends one night, leaving my, my house up in up in Mount Vernon, walking down Dyer Ave to the five train, and being stopped by a policeman in my my Saturday night best at the uh, the turnstile, and wondering to myself, those guys selling drugs outside, dude, you know them? Like, are they are they bothering you? So I say this all to say, as a black man in New York City, 
we have a very intimate relationship with the police because they just happen to be around us all the time. So when I see what happened in the West Village, when I see what happened in Brooklyn, I'm not I'm not surprised. It's par for the course. And like, let's contextualize this. What 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 did you guys see happening in the West Village via social media and et cetera? Because I don't think the audience is aware of this. This is a very New York centric thing that I'm saying. Right I saw now. a bunch of videos. I saw a video or a picture of of a couple of of, uh, of our white friends in the West Village, um, Ours? splayed splayed out on a, on a nice green lawn in a, on a beautiful May yeah. afternoon, yeah. and a, a one of New York's finest handing them a a um, some PPE, a, a nice blue mask for their 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 quarantine pleasure. Um, if you go up to Harlem, you go to the Bronx, you will see a, a different scene. Um, you'll see men being shackled. You'll see them being accosted by the police for being outside. Um, frequent loudspeakers on top of police cars shouting to go back inside and warnings about COVID. It's it's. If I didn't know that this if we were America, like the specifically with the loudspeaker car, I would think it was like Gulag Russia. It look it looks it sounded that that, mm-hmm. that way. Anyway. I say all that to say there. This is a clear difference. I I don't expect anything different, and that's coming from a native New Yorker. Like that's just what it is. I would say uh, I did see the whole police handing out masks. Oh, I'm sorry, you came outside without a mask. Oh, <laughs> there you go, sir. <laughs> Here you go, Chip. Oh, but you didn't leave your picnic basket at home and your and your blanket and your frisbee and your dog. Did you oh, remember you the rose? you all right have a good day now yes i did see that i added a whole you know script to that that it was a picture but i added a whole script to the picture that's probably how it went um and yes up here you know a lot of our parks are closed i can say from my own experience i did not get accosted but i did see a police um i went to a restaurant i went to cali's uh the other day and there were a couple of guys in the. They were up to no good. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> making sure little bit they were. Got in one little. No, they no. got in no little fights, but I got scared. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm sorry. Sorry, they y'all. Were, they now to be to be fair, they were eating their food standing up on the side, and there was people in line waiting to get served at the bar. There was only one bartender because they weren't expecting a lot of people and they're just work. So there was a line that went to the window and then I was in the doorway because I didn't want to be too close, you know, whatever. Everyone had masks on except for the guys eating food because I don't know if you ever tried eating food with a mask on, but that doesn't work. Um, (laughs) So all of a sudden, two cops come in. I had to stand aside because they had to pass by me to come in. They both had masks on. And they basically had an issue with the amount of people that were in there, even though we weren't all near each other. And so the guys that were standing up eating had to leave. Now, after they left, they just went outside and they just started eating. The cops came back. They were just hovering. And I'm just like, okay, what's about to go down? Because I'm literally 0.5 blocks away from my house and I can just go. I don't really need this drink that bad. I just want a nice little frozen margarita. You know, I had a hard day at work. So they stand around and then I'm like, something's about to pop off. And I just feel like they were just like hawks just looking down just to make sure that something something wasn't going to happen that was not social distancing. So you see stuff like that. But then I can tell you, I went to Times Square this weekend because I was doing a photo shoot. 
and people were not social distancing. There was a whole bunch of guidos. Yes, they were guidos. In the wild? Standing on the side of Broadway with their Lamborghinis, their Porsches, their Ferraris. I swear it looked like Ocean Drive of like New York. Like it was straight <laughs> up Miami. I'm not kidding you. Everyone came out with their cars that day. And they were just standing around just congregating. Nobody said anything to them. Nobody. You want to know why they social distanced themselves at some point? Because a bum came up asking for money. And then all of a sudden, they didn't want to stand next to each other because the bum kept walking up to each and every one of them. And they started to disperse. So thanks to the bum, they learned how to social distance. But otherwise, they weren't doing that. <laughs> so it's just like these, these visuals that I see in real life, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. But then you see the cop, the video of the cop hemming the kid down in the middle of the street and punching him in the head and then trying to use excessive force when someone's videotaping them, purposely pushing people out so they can't film what's going on and just being super disrespectful. And this is all because the kid was not social distancing. So it, it, it's, very, it's becoming very racial and people have been blasting de Blasio for turning a blind eye to it. And he said, okay, yeah, you know, we're going to get cops to regulate and, you know, make sure everyone has their mask. And if they don't have a mask, there will be a summons and a ticket and a this. Who are the tickets for? Because black people get punched in the head mm-hmm. or they get yelled at like they're berated like they're a child. Meanwhile, white people get a mask, a free mask that they can use that they're not going to use because they didn't use it in the first place. Like, it's crazy. And this just points again to a lack of a coherent response and or strategy around this not only at the top of our government but like in the biggest city in the world where the, the epicenter of the of the COVID-19 outbreak and I mean the NYPD discrimination to worry about I mean the NYPD isn't really known for for discretion or knowing how to to de-escalate situations anyway so oh they're known for escalating because yeah. they're bored yeah well I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna leave it on this note with this I think my clear takeaway from everything that I've seen it's, it's not even just about race to me anymore, as crazy as that's going to sound. Mm. I think it's about uh, poverty level. Hmm. I think in whatever area you live in that's more poverty stricken, cops are just going to be Posted. ridiculous. They are. And as I saw it in Michigan. I see it in New York. And unfortunately... In our areas in New York, where there is more poverty, a lot of times minorities are in these areas. Mm-hmm. And that there's a lot of systematic things that have made that the case. But I will say this much to any cop that is going out of their way to harass someone to follow a rule, dude, if they don't care about their life, you don't need to end it for them. That's the Rona will do it. But don't I, fake care either. Right. Like, don't... <laughs> don't make it seem like you're looking out for someone so you have to pin them to the ground because they weren't social distancing. Yeah, part of me wonders why, like, anybody who's being accosted by the police didn't just start, like, yelling six feet and coughing in their direction. Well, that has happened and people have gotten arrested for that. Okay, I see. Well... Not joking. So then, on the flip side, when you're in the neighborhoods where people have a little bit more money and th- you see the cops handing out things and they're telling people you need to spread out and they're having a conversation with them, I would just say, honestly, they, cops as a whole should have that same decency and they should be trained to have that same decency no matter the neighborhood. Just in general. It's because they're not trained to de-escalate. Like most, uh, uh, I would, assume, I, I don't think... Cops are are trained to say, "All right, how can I make this situation less popping?" 
I said that was the final thing, but I think yeah, I, yeah, I, go, I go missed one more. Point. I got one little point. I, yeah, I, I missed one point. Just one. Small I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you end on the po- point because mine is very trivial. You know what I'm about to do? I'm about to go to Domino Park in West Village because I need to stock up on masks, and I'm just gonna sit there without a mask. <laughs> yeah, so that, smart. So that they can give That's me a smart. new mask. Like I need a new mask. Yeah. That was my point. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the shops up here be kind of, kind of, kind of. Do y'all got gloves too? Y'all got hand sanity? Oh, okay. I was I was I was being reached out to by a lot of friends from the Midwest when they saw pictures and images of people in New York, specifically in the West Village, out hanging, just enjoying that 72, 73 degree day on Saturday. And they were like, what are they doing? And it was one of the first times since I've lived here. It's probably the third time in total where I was like, we have got to do better. We are the example, in my opinion. And if we can't get this shit right, I do not expect the rest of America to get this right. And that's it. You're not going to stand in the way of sundress season. Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not. It's just not happening. And just like that, this will be to, to be continued. We will continue this uh, on the next episode. Um, you can catch us on SoundCloud. You can catch us on iTunes. You can also catch us on Spotify. Spotify, Stitcher. y'all. Spotify. For all my friends, you're like, I'm not listening to Spotify. Now you ain't got no excuse. Good night. <laughs> Those